Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Where Are We? <laughs> the Gridcoin Fireside. Coming at you live from a table in the woods by a lake here on the Gridcoin Discord server. <laughs> if I get disconnected, I apologize. I am tethered to a phone that is resting on a stump about 20 feet away. So who knows what's going to happen? It's a crazy weekend, am I right? Absolutely, Robotic Mind. Flip the table. Uh, today, we are ending our first season with a celebration because holy shit we got fern released we got fern released we already got one person running 5.0 on the raspberry pi that's robotic mine if you are already updated to 5.0 slash fern let us know in the chat because this is a big deal we're gonna open this thing up because we got jim here right now with a with a bit of a round of applause for jim and sai sai from when sai sai listen to this we're gonna try and do this delta style <laughs> i i can't do it he does this thing where he holds the button with his elbow and claps at the same time. I, I can't. Random Daz says he's already updated. Nico Manso says he's running Fern already. This is awesome. You got a bunch of people here in the chat. We're just going to be going over really quickly what the the update covers. Uh, and then next week, we are going to be jumping back into a fresh season of the Gridcoin Fireside. We're going to be talking about where we go from here and what we want to do. There's a lot we can do now that we have a stable code base. So, Jim, you're here. If you want to say something, go ahead. This is all you. Me? If not, I will ramble. Yeah, if you if you want to say anything about the release, you're, you're more than welcome to. Otherwise, I will talk Well, the first thing I'll say is, I, I, unfortunately, I was not the first person to stake a 5-0 block. Someone beat me to what? it. I don't, know, I don't know how in the world they did it. How is that even possible? <laughs> freaking no. Because I got a pretty high balance, and I had that thing... Literally, as soon as I did the build myself, I I ran it. So someone beat me. Who knows? Anyway, but yeah, we've had we've had people. Uh, I mean, it's gone pretty smoothly. We've had people uh, jumping on all through the night, and I know it's accelerating now. It uh, really, quite frankly, very few issues. But you know, this has been this was a monster. Fern's a monster. If you look at the picture, don't look at the picture. Fern is a very scary thing, so don't look at it. But um, <laughs> it was a monster. Two hundred forty pull requests. Uh, I think it. We also drained away like half the issues that were in the issues log. And um, look, maybe you guys made a freaking beacon guide. Are you kidding me? That yeah. came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, well, we had we had to. I mean, you know, so part of this part of this release was to address. Well, obviously, the team requirement removal was was the was the number one thing that's been you know people have wanted for a long time. But you know, once we got into that, as I've said before, we we really realized we had to do a whole bunch of things. And uh, what we had it started with the with the scraper back in Denise, uh, we really realized we had to finish, and we we really just had to rewrite just about all the Gridcoin specific code, which we did, and it addressed a number of different things. It addressed um, uh, how we do beacons to uh, make them more reliable, to make them uh, self service, to do a lot of different things, which enables us to remove the team requirement. We had to address the way we uh, hand out research rewards. Uh, the original algorithm was very, very fragile. Uh, we had we had patched it up and managed to get it not to fork 4.0.6.0, which was the last production, while it was quite stable. But still, the way people were being rewarded is is you know sometimes you would get rewards and you just wouldn't understand why they were what they were. And a lot of the rules that were with the rewards were were ridiculously complicated and quite frankly, silly. And so, you know, Firm was our chance to basically take a round. We, we re rewrote all that stuff. And then we also had to 
you know, there were certain things we wanted to do that we just can't do with voting, couldn't do with voting, couldn't do with contracts that we had to, that really propelled us to rewrite the contract infrastructure underlying uh, the contract system, uh, which also dovetails into the beacons and voting and polls. All that was done. And, you know, I have to say, SciSci uh, was the backbone of this thing. If you count the number of PRs, it's about two, you know, two thirds to one third uh, in terms of his contribution to mine. He, he formed the backbone of this release and he deserves an incredible round of applause. This is uh, people don't maybe don't quite understand that it's the complicated aspect of this is not only creating effectively a new protocol that breaks cleanly away from the old, it's also writing we rewrote the old protocol in new code because there was no way we could keep that old code around. It was just too, too, too much spaghetti. And so we had to unspaghetti the spaghetti and rip it out and then put the equivalent of the spaghetti in good code, emulating the spaghetti, spaghetti like features <laughs> and, and then do the new code, which unspaghettis everything. I know it's crazy, but that's what we had to do. And it took so, us a long time. So if, if I go here, it, so, the way I understand code, code is an idea. Code represents ideas and it's automated ideas. And what you did, what you and SciSci did essentially, uh, with the help of several other people, I think, in this release, but mostly you two. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's like there's like nine or ten people that contributed. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but what you guys did is you took the idea of Gridcoin, which is this protocol that incentivizes people to do science to get money, essentially. Uh, and and you rewrote all the code for that idea right and we and we did it twice because we <laughs> rewrote we rewrote the old stuff in new form and then we wrote the new stuff so the old grid coin was a really really good idea executed yep. in not the best way and this right. this release is that same very very good idea with a couple is ready for new ideas that are are even that they're just going to add to it, executed exactly in a, right. a competent way. And this is why just so much I advocate that the whales from the old grid coin should definitely give you and SciSci a majority of the grid coin, more than 50% of what they hold. You guys, in my mind, are the owner of grid coin at this point. The, the idea is something. Someone had the idea and they executed it, but the execution would not survive past this cycle if you guys did not come along and take the idea and made it survivable not only survivable we can now expand on it that is that's a lot and you guys should be the owners of the coin so i really hope that the whales send you a lot of their grc uh because if they if it wasn't for you their grc would be worth literally zero well i think so. i appreciate that I, I those sentiments are really uh, uh you know i think they ring true uh you know, you know, we were at a fork in the road at this point. The coin is we're one of the oldest. I think we're one of the original 10 altcoins, even though that's kind of playing a little bit of a sleight of hand. Right. Because it was actually the first version. and It was a second version that went from. Yeah, we're but, not. We're, I would put us in the first 50 because there were a lot in 2011 yeah. that really make it on the books. But yeah, but but, but we are very old. We're one we've of the first. A, we, we've been around a long time and, you know, we, we have to we, we we need to the coin needs to evolve. Right. We need to. But we couldn't do that with the old code. There was no way it would fall apart, right? It was at the limit of what it could do. And so we had to refactor the whole thing to get this into a place where we could take this, this coin to the future. 
And that's effectively what Fern is. I mean, obviously Fern has got some neat features in it. We, you know, look, SciSci and I are not GUI experts, but we tried to do the best we could with the GUI. We, we did do a lot of improvements. So there is some nice eye candy in here, some new icons, some new capabilities, that great wizard that SciSci did. So, it, you know, we did a lot of good things. But at the end of the day, what Fern is really about, really about is to establish a new fundamental baseline for us to take the coin forward. And uh, that's what it is. So it's a, it's, a, it's a new beginning that's compatible with the old. And uh, it's very exciting. And, and I think, you know, we're seeing very few problems as people roll it out. And I think uh, the reason we're seeing not so many problems is we tested the hell out of this thing. I mean, just to, to jump in here, if people remember uh, the, the releases before, you know, the, the people who worked on this coin before, the, the reason that we could do Fern is because of the work of Raven and, and iFogs and, and Broad and yes, even Rob. But like the, the test, the test process before was very like scatterbrained and, and like, it, it was thrown together. We had to get it. We had a release and we had to get it out and we had to test it. We had a few people testing and then Barton came along Barton 26 folks here on discord. You see him, he's a mod um, organized the test net. And when he got around and he was, he organized that when it was still Raven and, and iFogs and, and all of them doing the dev, we got a test net organized and then we utilized that test net that Barton built uh, for Fern. Right. And, and that's why the testing was possible this time. And that's, I'm, yep. I'm highlighting this because this shows that if you come in and build something and it seems like it's it's just like a, a, a fringe thing that's not that important. If Barton hadn't built that test net like two or three years ago, this release of Fern would probably not be possible because Fern we is- wouldn't been, we, we wouldn't have been able to do it. And that's one of the reasons I gave a special shout out to Barton in the in the release notes because, um, you, you know, the, the, the test net it was what allowed us to actually test this coin. I mean, we tested it in several different stages the the compatibility code we've been testing for months literally we as we as we do do new stuff we just let the compatibility code run on some of the nodes because it was already basically fully baked and you know what we found three or four bugs over those few months that wouldn't show their heads if you just ran it for a week or so and then of course we had more organized testing and then you know we had private branches that we did uh to do spec you know a pre we had to we asked, essentially had to set up the v11 protocol on on a f essentially private forks to run it because you have to some things don't show up until you run up run the stuff in a network right so all that was coordinated on testnet barton was a, a very very important part of that and uh without testnet we would not have been able to do this it's too it's too much i mean this was a, this is a rewrite this this is a new wallet in the clothing of the old and right. as, as such it is. It had to be tested as if a new wallet. In some ways, it, it was even more challenging than a new wallet because with a new wallet, you you just got the new protocol. You don't have to worry about compatibility with the old. So we we have two million. We have more than two million blocks that we have to make sure still work, and we have to make sure that the old. You know, while you're still on the V10 protocol, the network doesn't fall apart when you when people start to upgrade, right? So it was a uh, monumental undertaking. Happy we got it done but you know i'm also very quickly ready to look towards the future and i think my sense is jay ringo this is where everybody in the community you know the community has got to define where this coin goes at the end of the day absolutely and and so, before we move into that uh i'll bring up a robotic mindset in the chat here if you want to help with test in the future do jump onto testnet you can go to gridcoin.us wiki slash testnet to learn more about that 
is is very critical that we have testers to help uh, try and find bugs as we get new releases coming out because there's going to be a bunch more new releases coming up. We don't know quite what our roadmap is yet with all this stuff because there are some new tweaks in the firm release that make it so maybe MRC is not such a high priority. But all this stuff is we now... So like the, the next season of the Fireside is us trying to determine what we want to do for the next year, two years. We want a vision board. I really wish there was another word for that. <laughs> we want to uh, take the temperature of the community, figure out what we want to do next. And there are a lot of stuff that people have been talking about for years that, frankly, like we were talking about and we were very much aware was not possible unless we fixed Gridcoin's code base. And it's... Yep. Fuck, it's amazing that you and Sci-Sci did this. Like, oh, we we can we, we can do we some can, really cool stuff for science now, man. That's we can right. Do now a lot we can cool start stuff. talking about all sorts of ideas that people have talked about, and just that it was just talk because there was no way we could do any of it. And yeah. uh, you know, we can also do some of the things that are on the on the drawing board that have been held off, like MRC and the other things. All these things we can start to t- actually really put on the drawing board and get them scheduled and and uh, roadmapped out. Now that we've gotten this huge fundamental reset uh, out of the way, so it's uh, it's exciting. It's a very exciting day. Um, I am pumped. This is going to be very. Exciting. Uh, I am getting bombarded by dogs and people at this point, so I might need to sign off. But <laughs> I appreciate uh, it. Any any other? Uh, being awful quiet, but maybe he might be in a place where he can't talk. But uh, you know, he uh, he deserves uh, most of the credit for this. So. But it's it's it was a labor of love. And, uh, you know, that's what it is, because there's no way we would submit the number. I mean, the, the number of hours I didn't even keep track of it anymore. I just, you know, you just do it. And I, I think there's got to be between the two of us. We probably have an entire probably an entire man year. I would say you guys probably spend more 2, time than 2000 hours worth of time. in this, probably. <laughs> so this is why. It, so you guys deserve the entire pot of the, the foundation, in my opinion. Uh, but we also have a bunch of whales who have more GRC than frankly they deserve. And I'm sorry if they are offended by that, but they do. And so I think they should give you a bunch of their GRC. And then we should use the foundation pot to get ourselves onto exchanges, to do actual marketing, to get out to universities and get scientists basically to help Boink, right? And, and, and through Boink helping, through helping Boink help GRC. So I think there are, there are ways to use the foundation that make sense. And, Frankly, well, should just give you all their chairs. Because <laughs> you guys, like you said, 2,000 man hours, that's crazy. And it, it, right here in the chat, this explains like the extent of this. I, I says, sorry, I'm pulled into something else for work, but he's listening in. He's at work right now, but he's still listening to this. He just like just had a kid, and he put so much time into this to, to build up this protocol because people want to help bring crypto to scientists. So you guys deserve most of the GRC that exists right now. And then from there, we got to figure out how to do the economics of the coin, what we want to incentivize, all that shit. Yeah, because I, I think I, I look, the reason I got into this is I felt like, uh, you know, look, as, as everyone knows, I'm a uh, I was, a you know, I'm an engineer, my original trade before I became a CEO. And I'm also uh, my degree is in physics. I've always been interested in science. I, I'm one of the I'm, I'm like in the top 300 on Boink of all time contributors. And that's all on my personal computing equipment. And I, you know, I have, this is something near and dear to my heart. And I always felt that the grid coin uh, of all the ones that you're gonna look at, this is the one that has the purest uh, intent to it. And I still feel that way. 
And, you know, what we have to do as a community is chart a path forward that really emphasizes the moving science forward, right? How does that happen? And, and that doesn't mean that people don't benefit of a coin that are not directly involved in science. I mean, there's, you know, but the ecosystem, I think we are a science-oriented coin, right? Yeah. And that, that's got to be the... It's not just science. It's humanitarian. So, like, world community, But in the, the, like, to me, science is humanitarian. In other words... Exactly. It's the, oh, dude, I had a, a, a line the other day. Someone was like, capitalism brought everyone out of poverty. It's like, no, oh, no, science no, did. No, capitalism no, was involved. No, science did. <laughs> right. Right. It, it, look, you know what? Here's the way it goes. It's, it's mathematics and physics and biological science and other sciences, right? And then those come uh, result in technology, in engineering, and engineering leads to technology, and technology implemented leads to society's advances. That's how it works. It all flows from the fundamental science at the end of the day. If science stops, eventually all progress in civilization will stop. I'm not kidding. That's the way it works. Because there are real questions coming in. I'm like, Jim, you and I, we both know this. We could talk about that right there for an hour and a half. But... So, <laughs> is there a deadline to upgrade to five O to Fern? Uh, yes. So, yes. Okay. Oh yeah, we got we got to put this out. We got to talk about it. So, uh, you have th there's the block height trigger that's going to happen around October fourth, and these dates are giving I'm giving our approximations because it's a block space uh, block timing uh, uh, thing, right? So, essentially, yep. for yeah. most people, most users, what you want to do is you want to update by October fourth. And then sometime between October 6th and October 15th, let's say, you want to renew your beacon. If you do those two things, you'll be fine. That's right. And there'll be an extra step when you renew your beacon uh, within that time frame. It's going to ask you to do a verification of your beacon. And what that means is it'll the, the wizard will lead you through this. It will actually ask you to log on to one of your whitelisted websites. And it'll give you a essentially a verification code. And what you do is you temporarily change your Boink username, not your email, your just your username or nickname, as, they, as some sites call it, temporarily that verification code. And what when you do that, you leave that in place in a, in, a, in a day or so, depending upon the timing, the scrapers will pick that code up, they'll match it against your beacon, and then your beacon's verified. And once your beacon's verified, it becomes active. And then once the beacon is active and your beacon uh, turns green, uh, the green lighthouse, you can then change that username back to whatever you want it to be. And this is this this really increases the security around beacons because we were able to absolutely prove that everybody who has that CPID really it belongs to them, right? So yes, and it does work up on the command line too. You can use advertise beacon just like you have in the past from the uh, on the command line, and it'll give you a verification code. And no. If, if you need to renew, as long as you have not allowed your beacon to expire, the renewal will use the existing key and you don't have to do anything, any verification. If you allow your beacon to expire, you'll have to go through the verification process again because it's just like posting a new beacon. I want to talk about this point for a second because this is going to confuse a lot of people, I think. So the as everyone knows, after 180 days in the current version, your beacon expires and you lose your research rewards, right? That yep. is now so in the future your beacon will still expire after 180 days but you won't lose your research reward so if that's you right they'll go, they'll go on pause like if like if once your beacon expires you won't accrue any more rewards while the beacons expired but you don't lose any rewards in the past if you can renew that same cpid does that make sense so 
Absolutely. Uh, so the, the the point here is that you, as long as you keep your beacon renewed, uh, and, and it's okay if it lapses at this point because you won't lose your rewards. But as long as you keep your your beacon renewed, you will you can stake in four years and you will get your research rewards. Yep. You don't need to do it every. You don't need to stake every 180 days. This is why I said that MRC might not be a top priority anymore because that's a pretty. Cool well, it does. It, ta- it takes some of the pressure. That was one of the the goals of that was to take some of the pressure off of MRC, right? So we've we've had a lot of people that that get nervous if they're if they don't have a high balance in there, you know, and they're we've we've had situations where people just have taken a long long time to stake, even longer than than the estimate shows. And they get very nervous that they're going to start losing their rewards. Now they don't have to worry. As long as you keep your beacon renewed, which is not a staking thing, right? A beacon renewal is a transaction. So as long as you keep your beacon renewal in there, you, it could take you two years to stake and you will eventually collect your So it's so, a, uh, Random Daz asks, so if it does expire, you may lose your research rewards? No, no. no not if you, not if you can read. Re, if you can verify your, your beacon with the same CPID, it, your rewards will link to that same CPID, but you have to be able to verify. You'll have to re-verify with that same CPID. If your if CPID you, changes and you lose access or you lose access to your Boink account, and you have to set up a Boink account, you'll lose the rewards. That's the way to say it. So if there is no way to lose your research rewards anymore, unless you use access, lose access to your Boink account. So it's no longer a grid. Right. Or, or, or somehow you do something that changes your CPID and you can't get back to the old CPID, then, then you're going to lose them. It will That's be right. an edge. Essentially, for most users, you cannot lose your research rewards. This is a big deal. That's right. big, beyond, you know, the team requirement removal, which we didn't even mention yet. But this is the team requirement removal update, guys. Big deal. Hey, we've been looking for this since like 2015. <laughs> yep. It's going to happen. So we're not going to actually. So right now, until the uh, the hard fork point, the 2, 2,053,000. A thousand, I think, is the number. October fourth, basically, roughly. Yeah, Random has uh, asked, as long as your CPID doesn't change, you're all good then. And the answer yeah. is absolutely correct. That's right. So up until the the uh, the protocol change point, we will uh, maintain the team the team whitelisting that we have today. So that's there are about ten teams, I think, or something like that that are whitelisted. At the right after the fork point, we the protocol in. Uh, configuration will be removed that requires the team. So essentially, as soon as the uh, fork point happens and we're stable, the team requirement will be relaxed. And from that point on, you can be a member of any team you want or no team. It won't matter. It's going to be so fun. Random Daz also asks, and it doesn't round your mag down to zero if you have less than 0.5 mag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so we made a very important change to the super block format. So one of the biggest, one of the biggest problems with the old super block format was that if you were it only it only stored integer mags, so it was zero, one, two, three, four on up. Well, there's a problem is a lot of people have pretty low mags. Some people have mags between zero and one, and if you had a mag less than 0.5, you got rounded down to zero, and you got nothing. And in fact, coupled with another, yeah. coupled with another bug that was in the old wallet, if you if your mag went to zero and you were linked to a CPID, sometimes it would keep you from staking at all. So we solved all that, got rid of the bug. But we also, what we do is a mag between zero and one will be stored to, to two decimal places. And then a mag between one and 10 is stored to one decimal place. And then a mag above 10, it goes back to integers. Essentially, we were using a, a sliding decimal point to store 
the data and, and we do it in such a way that we're not eating up a lot of additional uh, storage in the, on the blockchain because the super block is big enough and we, we have to really watch the size of that thing. So that's, that's the way it works. And it, and it should really help out people that are, you know, are, are in the lower magnitude regions, uh, make sure that they actually can get their rewards and, it, and, it, and then it's accurately calculated. Right. I mean, uh, that's very fundamental. Absolutely. This the, the stuff we're going to be able to do now because we can bring in uh, low magnitude users into the economic system is is great. We can do some more economic stuff with it. And that's going to be one of the things we're working on in the next year is trying to figure out a new economic system or improve the current one so that we can expand Gridcoin to more than just distributed computing rewards. Maybe we can build some uh, scientific grant systems. Maybe we can help Boink projects succeed. Oh. And since I mentioned Boink projects, I will mention that we are running the Boink workshop right now. We want to do the virtual Boink workshop. If you want to get involved with helping organize that, go to boinkworkshop.org and fill out the form. Get involved. We'll be reaching out to you next week. Um, yep. No, I'll be. Uh, I know Sai Sai and I are going to help you out because our time will be a little bit, a little bit freer for a while now that we've done this. It's like twenty years. All right. Yeah. So, but anyway. Um, I know, I know you probably can't stand much longer, Jay Ringo. I appreciate you joining during your holiday, but this was an exciting moment for us, I think. So. Absolutely. This is very exciting. That's why I'm here, man. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess we'll wrap up. Jim, is there anything else you want to say? Or, Sisa, I know you're at work. If you want to put something in the chat, I'll bring I, it in. No, I, I, just, I just want to say thank you to everybody that participated in getting this done. I mean, and it was, it, you know, it's hard to name everybody. Uh, and it's and it's more than just even the core contributors that you know you can see in the in the change log. There were a lot of people at various points that participated in helping out on this. Uh, some concepts. I'll give you an example. You know uh, the uh, the way we calculate research rewards is using a concept called super block windows. Essentially, from w one stake to the next, every super block it, it appears between the, the your your last stake and your current stake. We actually take that magnitude and we multiply it by, by the amount of time that that goes to the next super block, and we do that for all super blocks that are in between. That's something called super block windows, and that was actually originally done by Ravon in in concept form. He had done a proof of concept. It wasn't actually uh, in a in a shape that you could actually roll it out, but that concept was really what we based the super block reward mechanism on. So you know, it is it is it is accurate to say that that you know many people participated in this, which is a wonderful example of community participation. Um, and it's the way to me it separates this community from a lot of other communities. I, I feel like you know this community always has had. I mean, look, we have our intense discussions, but I also think there's a degree of cohesiveness in the community that's just not found in others. So it's it's really exciting. So yeah, it's very easy to get behind science as a goal. Right. <laughs> yep. Right. Uh, there you go, Random Des. He says he has even more reason to learn programming now. That is what we like to hear. Get involved, even if you don't end up working with Bitcoin. Programming is something that is uh, it, it's a great life skill. If you're early in, in your career, learn programming. But not uh, jump into an open source community like ours. Learn how to do it. Do your thing. We will be probably answering folks' questions with Fern for the next several weeks up until October 18th. Uh, which is essentially the the well the hard fork is October fourth. You need to renew your beacon by October eighteenth. It is better if you do it. Let me rephrase that. The hard fork is around October fourth. It's better if you update well before that. It's best yeah. if you yeah. don't, don't, put, don't put 
push your luck and do it right on the border because you remember it, it may take a day for it to validate. So you got, you know, you 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 really need don't don't procrastinate. <laughs> and it's best if you renew your beacon between October sixth and October fifteenth. Those are it's a well, that's a great window. Just renew your beacon. We're actually going to be tracking stats for that. Uh, Jim, we got to talk about this privately, but we want to figure out how many new people, how many people renew their beacons, how many new people come in because of the team requirement removal. And all these stats are going to be very useful for us as we go out and talk to new exchanges and all that stuff. We may very want exciting. to, uh, I think I actually responded. We may want to add a field to the scraper to try to track the, uh, uh, the teams that people are at actually attached to, which is, we actually, the scraper goes through that information because it has to, to filter it by the team whitelist, which when that's turned on, but we're not saving it because we don't have to save it. But if we want it for analytics, we could do that. Uh, we, we could actually do that and, and post that and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. There, there's a lot of things I think we need to do with the statistics that, that will help us understand the impact of, uh, of the new release going forward. Absolutely. We want that. Uh, we'll bring Parish on to that too. Because we'll start. Yeah, he would be very helpful because he's very good with with high level analytic works. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we're going to bring back state of the networks more. Uh, the the recent ones, it's like there's no news, right? So community is coming back alive. If you want to get involved, now is the time. There's a new, uh, very exciting release. So jump on into the community, get involved. Feel free to ping me or any of the mods or Jim or SciSci or anyone you see. We're, we're more than happy to get you into where you should be uh, based on what you want to do. Otherwise, we'll be back next Friday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern for a brand new season of the Gridcoin Fireside. New season. We're going to be talking more about uh, what we want to do in the future. So bring your ideas to that, and we'll talk about them. Otherwise, oh, God, that's a big B. I'm going to go maybe kayak a little bit, play with a dog, and I hope everyone in the U.S. enjoys the Labor Day weekend. Everyone else, enjoy your normal weekend. Ha-ha, sucks for you. <laughs> we'll see you next week, guys. All right.